most of the time you see your CPA is at the worst possible time yeah. you could see them. They're super busy right. and it's already happened, right? So like to be fair, to do tax planning, you can't do it at tax time. You have to do it during the year for that year, right? Because if you wait, it's already over. Welcome to the Retirement Cafe with certified financial planners, Dan Reese and Brent Oliver. At our cafe, we believe your retirement plan should be life-giving and custom-made, just like a hot cup of coffee. Here in mid-Michigan, with an office in Jackson, the Retirement Cafe is open for business. Well, pull up a seat. This is the Retirement Cafe. We're going to talk about tax returns. Yes, taxes. We love taxes. We love talking about taxes. Well, maybe not, but it is important because it does determine how much wealth you can build over time. It's a big part of, of that uh, contributing factor for that. So we want to kind of go all into tax returns today and, and really explain why it's important for you on the podcast. Dan and Brent, how you guys doing? Doing great. Looking forward to this topic. It'll be interesting. It's going to be great. Yes. A lot of good learning opportunities today. I think that's that's the key to it, right? I think it's a big learning opportunity and we're just kind of finishing up the tax season as we record this. But we know there's another one on the horizon pretty soon, so it's important to kind of get a grasp of that. But if you are just joining us for the first time, you'll find everything online at averywealth.com. That's where Dan and Brent are certified financial planners serving mid-Michigan. You'll find everything on the website. We put all of our podcasts there as well, plus a lot of other educational tools and resources for you there. But if you want to call them directly after we get done with this conversation and talk more about tax planning, you can always do so at 517-783-1695. So, we know that taxes are a reality. We're very, very familiar with that. If you've ever earned a single paycheck, you were, uh, you were, you were aware of that uh, as soon as it happened. But they're also confusing, right? It's, it's so hard to try to keep track of it, understand what taxes are available, what tax breaks are available, all kinds of different things play into a tax return. So we want to try to help you understand a little bit better. So let's just begin by just tell me why this, this topic is important. Why do you think this is going to be valuable for people? Yeah. The one thing I want to start out with is we are not CPAs, right? right? So I think that's important to disclose. Uh, a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is general tax information. We're huge believers in definitely partnering with a good CPA when it comes to tax planning. But I think a lot of the stuff we're aware of and we have a familiar, familiarity. Can I say that? You, you got it. Maybe. I think second time, maybe. <laughs> with it. Um, and so as we talk through these things, keep in mind, with tax planning, you should never just run out and take action. You should always make sure what you're doing makes sense for you and your family. So that's real important. Yeah, and that's what this really this show is all about today is just kind of looking at maybe what's already happened on your tax return and then figuring out what to do with that information and how to make better decisions moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it's fun when you start thinking about taxes. Um, we have a very complex tax system in the U.S., I mean, how many pages? Like, I mean, there's estimates. I don't know if they have an exact count. Yeah. So the Forbes assessment says 75,000 pages of tax code. Jeez. 75,000. So like I, I did a little Google I mean, search to see how- like, I read it yesterday. It's not that complicated. <laughs> right. So they're saying like, if you're a, a decent reader, it would take you about eight weeks straight. By the way, no sleeping. No, you got to keep reading the whole time to finish it. So wow. yeah, that's not weeks. very complicated, wow. is it? Yeah, eight eight weeks. I, I wonder what the comprehension of that would be too when you're uh, done. What did you just read, Dan? Uh, no I have idea. no idea. <laughs> I know the words, but I, I yeah. you know yeah. maybe I could pronounce them. But uh, and I think most of the time, if you talk to people about taxes, they they just 
they kind of throw their hands up, right? Because they're like, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of understand some of it, but most people get pretty frustrated when you talk about taxes. Yeah. And I think most people think that they pay a ton in taxes and th there's not really anything they can do about it. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's probably, I consider that one of the bigger myths around tax planning is most people think, eh, there's really not much you can do. What's interesting about tax planning, we'll get into some of this a little bit, is that, you know, there may be limited things you can do in a given year. But if you do little things right over many years, it can make a monumental difference, right? Yeah. And that's the way it is with a lot of things that we talk about on the show is just the compounding effect of whether it's your investments or, mm -hmm. or other things that you're doing with tax planning. Those things have a huge impact over a long period of time. They do. And that this is a great example of that. Because keep in mind, like, you can't really change investment returns. If you have a good portfolio, you know, and, and you're going to get decent returns over time, but you can't really change them. You know, we don't know exactly what returns are going to be. This is one area where you actually can maybe have some yeah. input and make changes that are going to benefit you. Uh, the one thing I love about the financial planning industry is that there's a lot of what you would call fintech or financial technology in this area. And so there's always new companies coming up with different things, right? And so we, we stumbled onto one about a year ago um, that we use around taxes, and I think it's been a game changer. Oh, I mean, it just may, gives so much clarity on the decisions that you're making and that you're going to continue to make moving forward. Yeah. Um, and because a lot of times in the past, it, it was a lot of guesswork, yeah. right? But yeah. now it makes it more concrete decisions easier yeah. to make. Yeah, and as we talk through this, the one thing you'll see is that What's really hard about taxes is that, you know, there's so many interrelated things in the tax code, meaning that if your income hits this level, then it kicks all these other levers that changes something else, yes. right? And that's what frustrates people. And we're going to talk about some of those, um, one in particular. But um, the big key to this is that we're going to try to keep it at a high level. So you're not like, yeah. you know, getting too much into the weeds so you can understand you know, what, what it is that, uh, understand a little bit about what's in a tax return, understand how that can affect you, both if you're working or if you're retired, and then maybe some forward-looking planning things that we can do as we jump into this stuff. Yeah, I think this is all going to be very, very helpful for you to kind of give you a better understanding. I don't think you guys can break down 75,000 pages worth <laughs> no. over the course of this podcast, but I think there will be some great stuff. But it does sound like you guys have a report that you're going to reference throughout this, this episode as we go through a sample tax return, before we kind of use that and utilize it throughout, can you get, kind of just talk about what the report is and, and why you think it's so helpful? Yeah, I think, first of all, we, we, we will put a sample out there, and I'll, we'll reference this again near the end of our show today, but uh, that you can look at it and kind of see the information that's in there, um, which I think is really the best way because there's a lot packed into about two to three pages, so it's really good. Yeah, so you just condense that, your your tax return, though, down to a couple of pages. And that's that right there simplifies oh. it a lot, right? Yes, because I think that's the hard thing is that you've got this schedule and that schedule. And like anybody that's ever tried to take some time to look through their tax return, you're trying to like track, okay, this number was Came come up with here, here and then it went over there. And you're, you know, and, and what's great about the report that we use, it actually does all that for you. Yeah. Right. And consolidates all the information. And there's there's numbers that are on tax or that aren't on tax returns that are important to other things. Yeah. You know, so it goes through and identifies those numbers and, and helps you out. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first section of it, we just want to kind of walk through kind of what's on the report a little bit. It really breaks down some of the things that you could find if you wanted to pull out your tax return. I think somewhat easy, but you might not know exactly where to look. 
And so it starts off with things like, how much income did you make, right? What's your total income? And that right off the bat can confuse people because total income may be things you didn't even realize you had happen. Like maybe you had some capital gains or something that didn't come in a paycheck. Dividends or interest, things like that. Yeah, and so you get you get that total income number, and then your adjusted gross income, which can be slightly different. And the reason they can be slightly different is there's some things that can be removed from yeah. your income on the front page to get to your adjusted gross income, right? So I'll give you a simple example. They added it because of, I think it was actually due to the pandemic, where you could give $300 to charity, and it came off your income on the front page. Yes. So like basically right there, your adjusted gross income was $300 less than your total income in essence there. Um, And then we get into deductions, which this is really somewhat misunderstood, I think, the deduction section. But the big thing is, is just to understand most people take the standard deduction now since they increased it, which typically in this example for a, call it a 60-year-old couple is around $24,800 for last year. So for 2020. Went up a little. A little bit. 25,100 in 2021. Yep. So like basically, so, but I think most people kind of think through, you can either itemize or you take a standard. So more and more people are taking the standard as they've increased that. And then you get your taxable income, which is really that adjusted gross income, less your deductions, right? So for most people, it's standard. So the one we're looking at right now, their adjusted gross was $100,141. So they took off their standard deduction of 24800 and it got them their taxable income, which is 75326 So we're just summarizing some of that top-level information. Now, the reason this is important to you to understand is that you actually get taxed on taxable income, right? Right. <laughs> Not on your adjusted gross income. So that's where those deductions really come into play. And then it just shows your total tax. How much tax did I pay? So in this case, it was what, Brent, did they end up paying? So this in, in this example, they paid about $7,700 in total tax. Yep. Okay, so that amounts to uh, a uh, average tax rate of seven point seven percent. Yeah, which I think you know we talk about this, and we'll get into this more. But most people think they pay it a lot in taxes, but actually, if you look at the United States compared to most of the world, we're actually our tax rates are pretty low. Yeah, yeah, and so I think everybody, a family earning a hundred thousand dollars had an average tax rate of seven point seven. I think most people would be really surprised that that's the that's what the average is. Now they're in the marginal tax rate of 12%. So basically that's what tier that they're at. So if they added another dollar of income, mm-hmm. they would that dollar would be taxed at 12%. Right. Yep. And right. so there's several there's several marginal rates. There's 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35 and 37. And you have to as a married couple you have to get all the way up to like 622,000 before you reach the 37% bracket. But those are kind of what you, when people talk about, oh, I made some money, I got into the next tax bracket. That doesn't mean all your money then is taxed at that bracket, your margin. It's just what's your next dollar. Right. And that's why this family, so let's take a second to explain that because this gets confusing, but it doesn't matter how much income that you earn, everybody's first dollars are at that 10% bracket. And then once they hit a certain level, the next dollars are at that 12%, like Dan was talking about, and then it keeps stepping up. So you could have a ton of income and it doesn't impact your first dollars, it just impacts the dollars that you're adding on to it. Right, so pick your, like LeBron James, right? Makes however many millions of dollars. Well, guess what, on his first dollars, he pays the same as the rest of us. Yes, it's It's just those top dollars. (laughs) 
that the rest of us aren't getting to, he's <laughs> right. paying more on those dollars. Right, right. So that's a good way to think about that. But um, I do think that this report, like we were saying, that first section is really helpful understanding average rate and marginal rate because it does give you a really, it does all the math for you. So it yeah. just lays it out for you where you're like, okay. And then the other thing it does, which I like, so sometimes I probably somebody listening out there has had tax penalties before. And tax penalties often happen if you don't pay in enough income tax during the year. And then they'll be like, hey, you should have paid this much. You didn't. So you're going to have a penalty. Well, on this report, it kind of says, hey, what's your safe harbor? How much do you need to pay in this year during the calendar year or during through your estimates and withholding to make sure you don't have any penalties? So it gives you that. And in their case, it was $7,749, right? So like, that's a good thing to know too. Is if, so like, if you had some major capital gain or you got a big bonus, it'd be nice to know, hey, I'm not going to have a tax penalty. Make sure you get over that. So that's, this, that's really good. Yeah, and this is all really interesting information um, for this sample report. And again, this one based on $100,000 in income per year. But I, I think that number kind of surprised me, that average tax rate. I would have thought it would have been much higher than that. But that's some of the information you get out of this report. And I know there's, there's quite a bit more that you can get from this report. Uh, but do, I mean, does it actually matter? I mean, can, can you really make meaningful improvements just based on what you're seeing out of this report? Yeah, it's interesting because that, that's the million-dollar question, right? Does it even matter? Yeah, and that's what I think everybody thinks is like, I'm just going to pay taxes. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to write the check and be done with it. Yeah, well, one thing that's hard, let's be honest, is that most of the time you see your CPA is at the worst possible time yeah. you could see them. They're super busy, right. and it's already happened, right? So like to be fair, to do tax planning, you can't do it at tax time. You have to do it during the year for that year, right? Because if you wait, it's already over. And that's why this show is perfectly timed. I mean, we kind of laughed about it. Hey, you know, at the beginning of the show, it's our it, the tax season's over. Well, when we load in your last year's tax return, then we can see in this report how, if things change, how that's going to impact things. And yeah. we can help you through that. And that's why that's so powerful. Right. And this is well-timed, actually. This is, this is the perfect time to be doing it. Yeah. Not when you already have to do your taxes, but ahead of time, like Dan's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really can be really helpful. So when you start talking about does it really matter, right? So I think a good way when you start thinking about taxes and analyzing your returns I think, and I think Brent agrees, it's good to split it up into what phase of life you're in on what you really want to identify, or I mean, you want to really focus in on. So are you still working and contributing right. to things, or have you already retired, right? Yeah, and if you've already retired, then you're taking money out, right? right. And so that we, we want, those are two different, entirely different groups yeah. that, we're, that we're talking about. So if, you, if you're still saving for retirement, you know, this report can really, really help you find out what's your current tax rate. And one thing that really stands out is should you be saving to pre-tax or Roth after-tax savings accounts, right? Yeah. Like, do you need to uh, reduce your taxable income in that particular year is really what that question is. Yeah. Right? So like a family, if you're paying 7.7%, you really probably, it's it's okay to pay some tax, right? As in that example. Yeah, that's a good, like it's pay now or pay later yeah. with taxes, right? So like Brent's talking about your savings plan, if you're putting into your 401k pre-tax, you're not paying tax today. But what we know is in the future, when you pull it out, you have to pay tax. So like our philosophy has always been, if you're at a reasonable tax rate today, save to maybe your Roth option instead of the pre-tax because you're going to be way better off, you know, yeah. long term. Because most people think taxes will likely go up some, but who knows? We don't know right. that. 
But even if they don't and you maintain it and you're paying tax at 7.7%, you're ended up in a pretty good spot yeah. long term for sure. Um, one of the other things as you look at it, if you're in those working years, is saying, hey, is our level of income affecting some other tax benefits, right? So there's some tax benefits, like for example, um, if I've got kids in college, are there some credits maybe that I could get, or is my income too high to do that, right? Yeah, so there's phase, like Dan's referring to American Opportunity Tax Credit, there's phase outs. We're not gonna get into all the specifics of that, but understanding how much income you have, if you get to a certain level, it will either reduce or it may make it so that you don't get that, that credit at all. Right. And right. so you want to make sure that you understand that. Yeah, because maybe there's a situation where you're like, man, I'm actually, I have the opportunity maybe to earn a little bit more money, but maybe it's actually not making you any money because you right. lose those credits, right? right? So you yep. got to kind of understand that. Um, and then another thing that's real important when you're working is like looking at those, if you're itemizing your deductions, what makes up those itemized deductions? Are there ways that maybe you could schedule those out? Like if you're giving you know, a decent amount to charity where you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to itemize every other year and maybe stack up yeah. some of those things. And so you take the standard deduction one year, but you don't, it's really hard to do that if you don't really know what made up your standard right. deduction, right? right? I mean, you're yeah, itemizing so like a, give an example of that is maybe you give to a church, right? And you do it annually. You could, in December of a particular year, make two years worth of contributions to them, right? For 2021 and 2022 yeah. in December of 2021. And then you wouldn't use a standard deduction in that year. You'd, and so that's what Dan's referring to. So there's strategies that you can take to take advantage of that yeah. situation. Yeah, for sure. And then another one that we see is I, or, uh, if you have unrealized capital gains. So like if you have certain types of investments where those asset values have grown, you have unrealized gains in there and you're like, eh, I kind of need to sell some of this. Maybe I need to become more diversified. I don't like holding so much of these ones, you know, a single stock that's grown so much. Well, if your tax rate is at a certain level, you may be able to realize some of those gains at a 0% tax rate, right? Right. But you don't know that unless you've got this good report that lays that out and so you can understand if you could do some things there. Um, and then are you using money that, I, my, one of my favorite ones, are you paying taxes on money you're not using, which yeah. becomes very apparent on this report. Yeah. So if you have a lot of dividend income coming in, things like that, that you're not using, you're just reinvesting, could there be some adjustments there to your, to your allocation to kind of improve your true return? Because if you're having to pay income tax and all that, that money every year, it's reducing your wealth, right? If you had other options for that money. So that's real important. Now, we want to talk a little bit about if you're retired, Brent, what's some of the things there? So first of all, a lot of those are the same, right? right. So like you could... Uh, with standard deduction example that we gave and things like that, you can you can do some things like that. The other thing to really keep in mind is if you're on Medicare, <laughs> how the income is going to impact uh, the premiums that you're paying for that because there's surcharges that apply at certain levels of income that can really make a big difference. I mean, it's a tax, right? It's a, it, it's, it really it's a is. They don't call it that, but it really is a tax. Right. It's yeah. increased premium. Yep. And so if you have control of your income and you know where those breakpoints are, you can really do some things, hopefully, to control it so that you're not paying those surcharges. Yeah, I see. Like so the average person, just like kind of get into a little more detail on what Brent's talking about. Once you're sixty five and you're on Medicare, most everybody has A and B. Well, A is pretty much free as long as you worked forty quarters. So if you have ten years of work where you paid into Social Security, you're good there. Medicare, you're good there. But then the Part B, people currently pay $148.50 per month 
per person, right? So that's for each person. So if there's two in the household, they'd each pay that. But listen to how much it can change. Based on your income, and it's tiered, so it doesn't just jump from this to where I'm going, but it can get up to as high as $504.90 per person, plus another $77.10 per person for what's called Part D, which is your prescription coverage. And that's per month. That's per month. So you're talking about a huge increase, you know, $350 per person per month. Yeah. So $700 a month. I mean, that's a pretty big tax. Yeah. And if you're not aware of it, you can do some things that where you where you really don't have that level of income that, and you could really impact you. It's not true income, you know, like examples of Roth conversions or things like that, that people would do that drive their income really high without knowing the, the full picture. Yeah. And that's what this report really helps you do is yeah. understand that. And it's interesting because like so that, that right there, I think I mentioned earlier, that probably frustrates people more than anything all of a sudden, because w the reason it's a little bit hard to understand is that that Medicare penalty, if you will, it doesn't happen till really two years after you had that higher income because the way they process tax returns. So like we just processed our 2020 return, right? So they don't know that information till really the beginning of 2022 right. for applying these things to your, um, your premiums there. And what it does is anybody that's on social security, it reduces their payment by that right. much. So like people are like, my social security went down. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, <laughs> let's take a look. The other one uh, on this too is before Medicare age, if you're taking distributions and you're no longer covered under a, a group plan at work and you're paying out of pocket for your health care mm -hmm. and you're getting a subsidy, there's income thresholds there as well that if you're not really careful about, your whole subsidy can be wiped out. And we're talking about thousands of dollars a month. We've seen that um, happen. We've seen it happen and it can be a really big, really big issue. So you need to, this report would help you identify all of those things. Yeah. And I think that the good thing is to understand those types of kind of phantom taxes, if you will, because you don't see them, they're not on a, until you actually run into it. You need to be aware of that because some of those things are $1. Like you go $1 yes. over, they're not phased in and boom, you get hit. Yeah. Right. And a couple other things to really understand that tax return when you're retired is how are required minimum distributions likely to affect that return? So like one of the things I think is important, and Brent and I work all the time with clients, is as you're looking at forward a little bit with your future required minimum distributions, you might say, oh boy, <laughs> that could be a big deal. You know, and to try to say, hey, maybe we should look at some Roth conversions and things and model some of those things out when you're before those ages. So you can hopefully reduce some of those taxes down the road. Yeah, because you can forecast. We, we have the ability to forecast it out where we might see a, a family in the example that we talked about earlier where they're paying an average tax rate of 7.7 .7 and a marginal tax rate of 12, right? That's what we had identified. And we look and when required minimum distributions turn on, they're in the 24 or 32% tax bracket. And so it really helps us identify, okay, this is a good year to try to raise your income and get some of this money out at those lower rates Yeah, because we know we have to take it out down the road. Yeah, it, it is interesting because I'll tell you, people, nobody wants to pay taxes on purpose, but sometimes the best thing you do in retirement is actually pay them ahead Yes, because it saves you a ton of money because you're paying at a lower bracket than what you'll be forced to pay it at later on. Well, you can see this report provides a lot of great information. And I'm assuming that kind of once you go through all this and you kind of evaluate all these different items, 
Um, it's not just a, hey, this is your plan now. I'm sure there's a lot of different decisions that you have to make beyond that in terms of how do you want to react to this? How do you want to move forward? So are you able to test out a lot of those different ideas? What's kind of the next step? Yeah, and I think that's yeah. exactly right, right, Brent? After yeah. you figure out where you are, then it's like, okay, are there things that jump out at you, right? Yeah, and we just talked about some of those. Like when you have your required minimum distribution down the road, what are we anticipating your, your tax rates are going to be um, at that time? And does it make more sense to maybe do some Roth conversions like we just talked about uh, at those lower tax rates? Another one that we haven't talked about is like, what, what's the impact if one of the spouses passes away and how is that going to impact uh, your taxes down the road? Because we've talked, you know, the example we gave here was w- with a married couple, but if you're single, the tax rates um, for income are just accelerated, I guess. Yeah, you, you lose basically like the tax rate, it's, it's half, right? Yeah. So your brackets are basically cut in half. So like you all, this, there used to be this thing called the marriage penalty. That's, well... There's still some in different tax areas, but the reality is it's kind of half for one person and that doubles, right, yes. for when you're married. So if you lose that, that can be really painful from a tax perspective if you need close to the same income that you were getting when you were married. But yeah, back to what you were saying too, Ben. So what we use for software allows us to model some of this and say, hey, what if we convert $80,000 of Roth money this year? What is that tax return going to look like compared to last year when we didn't do that, right? right? Or what happens if you realize some capital gains that you have been sitting there like we we're talking about where you want to sell something? And what's nice is we can punch in this year's tax tables because they change some every yeah. year like we did that so we can get a really good idea of what impact it would have way before you actually make that choice, which is, I mean, that's the whole key to good planning. Yeah, both now and in the future, right? That's what you're getting at is that we can say, you know, if you did, we'll just use Roth conversion as an example. If you do this amount in Roth conversions, it's going to cost you so much in tax Mm -hmm. and you're going to get it out at this rate. And then we can forecast it forward and look at that and what and how much it's going to save you over your lifetime. Yeah, that's that's what's really important. Oh, it's it's huge. And I think the one thing that Brent and I were talking about too, like we're we're actually still kind of tinkering with this, like saying, oh, well, what if we, you know, tried this or forecasted that? But one thing that can happen to people working is if they maybe they're earning extra income that really ends up not helping them. So we can say, hey, if you, you know, somebody might be like, oh, I'm thinking of picking up this extra job. Well, let's look at what that does. Is that good or bad? It could be if you're just in the wrong spot, it might actually cost you money making more yeah. money, which seems kind of weird. But, you know, in certain cases, so you want to just know, hey, if we do this, here's kind of how, what that effect might be. And I mean, it's a great tool. I mean, it can help almost any family with good planning around their money, I think. Well, I think, I think you can definitely see from everything you guys have provided today that it really does help to get a better understanding of your tax return. And it can help you with a lot of different planning improvements overall um, as you kind of build this out and, and take everything you found and apply it. How can somebody get an analysis if they're, they're interested in this and they, they really want to kind of sit down and figure out what their taxes truly look like? How can they go about getting that analysis run? Yeah. First off, like we said earlier, we're going to have a sample. So if you go to the website for this episode, you'll be able to just click on It's just a PDF. You can download and take a look at it. Um, and it'll have a lot of stuff. And one of the things on the sample, there's even like on the um, one of the things I like is after you run one on the last page, it just gives some little kind of message points to just remind you of as you look through your specific examples so you can see what that looks like. Um, I think that's really helpful. 
the next thing is if you want one run, honestly, the best thing to do is just, you know, shoot us an email, give us a call and say, hey, I listened to that podcast. I'm really interested in having an analysis done on my taxes. We'll schedule some time with you and get that information from you so that can be done. Um, but keep in mind, I think the big thing around this, this is part of a well-constructed financial plan, right? Yeah. This isn't the end all, but like when you start looking at everything together, this is part of a really good foundation, like having a good investment plan, having a good income plan if you're retired, and definitely having a good tax plan, no matter what age you are, because this is farming. This isn't hunting. Right. You know, it's like you got to do this stuff long term. Um, in order to really reap major benefits. And that's, you know, what we're trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, and all three of those things that you just mentioned are so tied together, right? So you can't just get one right. You have to have all those pieces in place to be successful. Oh, yeah. I think just real quick, I just thought about it as like this. I just thought of Social Security. Like, you know, people are always wondering, when should I take Social Security? Well, hey, what a great way to slap that on, you know, as a hypothetical for a given year and say, what? how does that change things for me? Sure. You know, and so you could see what effect Social Security income has on you versus not having it. All this stuff's great, Ben, and I think people get a lot out of it. I do as well. Uh, A lot of us get overwhelmed by taxes, I think, and are just kind of intimidated by trying to sort through it all. But this process makes it a little bit easier, kind of makes information clear for you to understand and break it down in a way that's much more consumable and manageable, I think. And that's why it's so important. But as you can see, making adjustments based on your taxes and your tax returns, is such a big part of having success later on in life and retirement. So you want to make sure you're doing that. So go to averywealth.com. That's the website for Dan and Brent and you can not only re-listen to this, share this podcast with somebody uh, that you think will get value out of it, but all of our podcasts are there as well. But you can also reach out and connect to, with them through the website to actually start this process, get that analysis run, and start figuring out how you can adjust your plan to take full advantage of what you find out. So, Dana Brent, I know taxes, you know, a lot of times we don't get excited about it, but I think taking this proactive approach to it does maybe make you change your perception of taxes, I guess, over the long run. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like we've, we've sat down with several of our clients and walked through this. And let me tell you, most of them, their response is, I've never really understood yeah. taxes till now. And that's really nice when you can help people just be more enlightened around it. Because it is a stressor. You know, like people worry about taxes. So when, when you feel like, hey, I've got more control, I think it's just yeah. a game changer. makes people feel a lot better. Well, appreciate you guys breaking it down for us today on the podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever that podcasting app that you choose to use. Hit subscribe and you'll have the next episode delivered to you. You won't miss a single show that we talk about a lot of different financial and retirement planning topics. Dan and Brent, thanks for the time today, guys. And we'll look forward to speaking with you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Avery Wealth, Inc. is a registered investment advisory firm.